We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Rotowire podcast sponsored by FanDuel. It's DFS time. It's me, Joey P, Joe Pizapia, your host today. And of course, every Friday, me and Rotowire's own Johnny McKechnie. John McKechnie, what's happening, my man? How you doing? Oh, you know how I'm doing. I'm doing good. And uh... yeah, you're all right. You're doing things all right. Things are good. You know, everything good in the neighborhood. <laughs> Hey, can't complain, can't complain. But uh, yeah, no, I'm going to Denver today, actually, uh, shortly after the pod. So I'm really looking forward to heading out there, go go hang out with some buddies. So yeah, I'm pumped. What are you doing? Are you doing a little snowboarding, or what? Are you, what are you doing? Um, I guess we're gonna we're gonna get out in the mountains a little bit, and we're gonna check out Denver and Boulder. He just moved out there. He's one of my buddies from back home. So uh, you know, we're just gonna do some exploring, I guess, and check everything out. Nice, nice, and. Uh... I heard they have some stuff that's legal there. I don't know if you're going to partake, but I'm just saying. I heard it's legal. That's all, you know. Yeah, I'm 21. I can drink beer. (laughs) Right, exactly. There you go. All (laughs) right, so let's get to it. Uh, Today's Friday slate. You've got a whole (laughs) lot of strikeout arms here available to you and uh, certainly uh, lots of options to choose from. But I'm going to start here. You know, obviously at the top you've got the Strasburg, and everybody knows about him in cash games. you got Archer also against Baltimore at home which is, uh, you know, two very chalky kind of cash game arms to choose from. Uh, I really don't think you can go wrong with either one of them today. I think maybe I probably favor Archer just because of the way Baltimore has been lately. Mm -hmm. But I want to go down immediately. I think the name that pops up is Jimmy Nelson. And you think, okay, Jimmy Nelson against Atlanta. Jimmy Nelson has been very good this year. But one note on Jimmy Nelson, this is a road game. He's got a home ERA of 264 and then a road ERA of 467. Does that give you enough pause? tonight to say hey maybe jimmy nelson's a trap uh i think so and then i think even before you mentioned his road splits i was concerned about using him because uh that atlanta ballpark it really is something to where you really have to think about using a pitcher there because uh it really has established itself early on 
uh, as a big time hitters park and it's only getting hotter down in Atlanta. So the ball is flying out even more. I mean, uh, the giants were able to score 11 runs there. If that's, if that's not, you know, everything you need to know, then I don't know what else to say. Like if that lineup uh, can put up 11 runs in a park, you know, that's very cores ish. Mm-hmm. And for a hundred dollars more, you Darvish is on that same board against the Yankees. Now some rain potentially in that game tonight, Alex Wood also for $200 more than Nelson. I think a lot safer. It's Colorado in Los Angeles, but Wood has been very good there. So I think those are a little bit safer than that Jimmy Nelson, which, again, people are going to see the numbers. They're going to see Atlanta. And for all the reasons you just said, plus the splits, I think there's a lot of reasons to maybe just fade away from Jimmy Nelson tonight. We have a returning uh, superstar of old, at least in terms of name value. We have Felix Hernandez, who will most assuredly be limited tonight. Also, I don't know if this is the – first game you want to throw him back in there to the DFS Wolves against the Astros, even though it's against Musgrove. But let's talk about more of a long-term thing here going forward. Do you think Felix Hernandez has an opportunity to gain back into the good graces of DFS players? Or is this a guy that because of his age, because of the track record of the last year or so, that it's going to take almost a sparkling couple starts in a row to get people buying into Felix again? Yeah, it is kind of going to be tough here. You know, he's down to barely over 90 miles an hour on his fastball before he went on the shelf and he was barely above 90 last year. So he's never been, you know, that guy that's, you know, fanning everyone in the high 90s. But that still that that slight uh, loss and tick of velocity is something that's concerning. And just he's been a lot more hittable uh, over these last couple of years and he's, he's not missing as many bats uh, as you would like. So that that definitely limits his DFS uh, appeal in my opinion. Uh, so in the, in the long term, he's a guy that I avoided in pretty much all my season long leagues. You know, it's like, all right, you you guys can go ahead and, and have him if it works out great. Um, obviously, that track record is is you know almost Hall of Fame worthy. But uh, for the purposes of 2017, I, I'm just probably going to stay away from Felix Hernandez. Yeah, another guy that I think is a trap tonight is Jamison Tyon, a very good pitcher. He's got a good matchup against Wainwright, but my concern is his ability to get out of the sixth inning Mm -hmm. and get that quality start, and it's just a little bit too much to ask for against, uh, I think, a chippy Cardinals team that, you know, is going to hang around there with Tyon, and and that's another one where you see the name, you see the talent, but I don't know if it's necessarily the right situation for you. I want to talk about another guy making a debut today is the Reds' Luis Castillo. Now, this is not the Luis Castillo dropping pop-ups for the Mets years ago. This is uh, Luis Castillo, the Cincinnati Reds prospect, who's been very good. Uh, the the difference with him and a lot of these other pitchers like the Lamets and Paulinos that we've seen so far make their debuts is he's much more efficient. The walk rate for his career in the minor leagues has been under two. Uh, the strikeout rate is very solid. In fact, making headways in it this year as he continues to you know, grow and develop, which is what you want. Now he's $5,500, and he's got a matchup against Strasburg, which I'm sure is going to scare the ever-loving crap out of everybody. Right. But, but I throw it out there because it's so low, because basically you can stack any offensive players you want with this salary. Is this an opportunity for a surprise here with Castillo where you can actually maybe with a – again – uh, more than one tournament lineup. This is not a single entry tournament play. But do you think a Louis Castillo lineup has merit tonight when you look at how top heavy the slate is and the fact that the ownership level of him is going to be probably rock bottom? No, I think it's certainly worth a flyer. I wouldn't put, like you said, a, 
a ton of money in that lineup or, or whatever, like that wouldn't be the, the entry that I'm spending the most on. Um, but it's certainly, it certainly could be worth it because of those uh, factors that you mentioned. I mean, that really is sort of like the definition of a potential lottery ticket, you know, 5,500, we see, you know, sometimes like a Paul Goldschmidt or Bryce Harper priced uh, near that region. So you're basically just getting a super expensive hitter in your pitcher spot. And I think we've seen a few times this year uh, where, when a guy makes a debut or it's his first couple starts, uh, teams don't necessarily have the book out on, on him yet. Uh, they can kind of sneak up and surprise people. I know that uh, I had some luck with that uh, with the Astros starter about a week and a half ago. All I wanted was basically a Brad Peacock uh, line out of him, and he was able to deliver that like five and a third, eight strikeouts. So, you know, if Castillo can, can get somewhere in that ballpark uh, with the amount of scrub pitchers that there are on the slate, you do want to definitely load up. Uh, on hitters. So I, I definitely see where you're coming from uh, with that. And, you know, I think he's a better play than a Mark Leiter Jr. or a Mejia going out uh, against Cleveland. So yeah, it's definitely an interesting play. And uh, speaking of scrubs, let's talk about some guys who have been, well, maybe not even scrubs, a big name pitchers pitching like scrubs this year. You got Tanaka at home, who's given up a million home runs. So you know, Texas is going to be popular on the board today. So you're going to get a lot of Texas love from uh, those hitters. And Rick Porcello, who has been one of the most hittable guys in baseball this year, he's at home in Fenway against the Angels coming off another good outing. And I got to say, yesterday in the podcast, I was dead wrong. I'm not afraid to admit it. Yeah, I'm a fantasy analyst who actually will admit when he's wrong. I thought maybe yes. I know. Shocking. <laughs> you know, sometimes we do get it wrong. My Again, the theory was right because Severino and Maven, I did not like that matchup. I thought – at the price, it was a little sketch, and I said, you know, I think Mabin's a trap today. I'm going to stay away from him. Severino's been that good. But Mabin was able to continue on, and the Angels somehow have stayed, you know, somewhat offensively relevant, even without Mike Trout, which bodes well. And going in there into Boston against Porcello, who's given up a ton of hits, I think guys like Mabin are going to be right back in play again. I, I think so, too. And I think you also have to add on to the fact, and this was a factor uh, in last night's game up in New York, where Maven gets on base. And a lot of the times, American League pitchers get really uncomfortable when there's, when there's a real legitimate uh, base stealing threat. And I think Maven, like, is, I think he has the American League lead uh, in stolen bases. And it kind of gets pitchers off of their rhythm. And I, I don't really think that Porcello is necessarily in a rhythm uh, to begin with. So Maven gets on and, you know, you know, all bets are off as far as uh, Porcello being able to, to manage it and, and uh, limit the damage. So uh, I, I expect the, the, the pesky angels to, to be able to scratch some runs out uh, regardless, but I think the matchup against Porcello and Fenway makes it uh, all the more likely. One more arm I do want to throw out there too that might be a, a sneaky tournament play. The, the ceiling is limited, but I think the floor is pretty good. And although the Mets haven't been great of late, I think – in San Francisco, Seth Lugo at 7,800. He's got two straight quality starts. He's got a good matchup against Ty Block. I think those are uh, all things that point to him being at 7,800, a responsible tournament pitcher that if you're afraid to go all the way down to the bottom like we're talking about and you really don't, you know, you can't afford some of the Texas bats or some of the other big bats you want in these lineups tonight, then maybe, just maybe, that's the guy for you. All right, let's go over to the catchers. We got Salvador Perez, whose salary is finally getting up there. People finally giving some respect to Sal Perez at 3,400. You got Zaninos, who's been on a power uh, tear lately at 33. Obviously, Gary Sanchez at 35. It's funny to me that Sanchez has lost $500 on his salary just because of you Darvish out there, because although you Darvish is a wonderful pitcher, it's not like 
you know, Gary Sanchez can't take you Darvish deep. And I think that's kind of a, an opportunity here for a cheaper version of Gary Sanchez tonight. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally with you there. I certainly like uh, his chances for a hundred dollars more than, than a Perez or, or McCann. Uh, so yeah, 3,500 does feel pretty cheap uh, considering that, you know, this is this iteration of you Darvish. This isn't quite back to the, to the super dominant ace that, that we've seen in years past. Uh, so Yankee Stadium, the way that Gary Sanchez has been hitting lately, it's just so consistent all the way through, uh, always getting on base. Uh, and you know he's got the power upside and the extra base hit upside. Uh, so I think that 3,500 is, is definitely a steal. I'm with you there. If you're looking for a cheap narrative, you got uh, Matt Wieters there needing uh, 2,400 there. Can he, can he outperform that 2,400 salary against our, my, my special little Louis Castillo, or is this uh, – not enough to really get you out of bed in the morning with weeders. It's honestly not. I'm, I'm just not a huge weeders guy for, for DFS purposes. Um, I know he's had a few big games peppered in here, but uh, for the most part, he's a guy that, you know, maybe gets a walk and a single, and that's pretty much where it ends a lot of the time. Uh, so there, there's really not a, a whole lot to get excited about. I'm, I definitely didn't roll out of bed. Uh, being excited to play Matt Wieters in Daily Fantasy Baseball today. <laughs> well, there's going to be some people at 2100 that are going to want to throw a dart at Martin Maldonado again. And at 2100, it's I understand why. Yeah, it's point chasing. This is like Scooter Gannett 2.0. You know, it, right. it happened. It's over. I think you need to let it go, right? I mean, at this point, it's it, I mean, it's funny because I'm sure after that 50-point night, last night's ownership was pretty decent enough but uh, I mean at 2100 I understand what do you have to lose like all he has to do sure. maybe is just just get on base one time <laughs> maybe he can return it for you <laughs> so I, I get it I get it uh, you know as uh, as a pun play where you know the guy is in the lineup and you just go hey whatever and you throw it in there but I think you can get away with that maybe if you got Strasburg and some other guys but I don't know if the tournaments that's going to do it either need a little bit more floor all right first base you got Goldschmidt 4800 coming off a good day Anthony Rizzo at 45, Cody Bellinger 42. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Cody Bellinger. The home run madness has continued for Mr. Bellinger here. He's got the lefty, though, Kyle Freeland. Right. Uh, your thoughts on this matchup tonight for Cody Bellinger? Uh, you know, and this tends to go – it's not as – you know, stark as it as it was in years past when you'd never use Dodgers when they're facing a lefty. They used to just be uh, absolutely terrible against lefties. He's he's at least decent. I mean, he, he's got an OPS near a thousand against lefties. So, uh, you know, you can let people be scared off by by the uh, lack of platoon advantage here. But the way that Bellinger's swinging the bat right now, uh, forty two hundred. That I don't think that that's price prohibitive at all. Um, I think Rizzo. At his price, uh, going against a lefty would be would be or no, he's going against right, um, but still forty five hundred. Uh, I'd probably go with Bellinger, and then certainly Bellinger over a guy like Ryan Zimmerman or Matt Carpenter that are also uh, in that four, low four thousand price range. All right, a couple guys I want to talk about here: Justin Smoke and the all the Toronto Blue Jays against Junis tonight. I think that's another stack that you want some yes. Smoke Donaldson shares. Uh, another guy who's been very good lately, quietly has been Jose Abreu, and he's at home against Jarrell Cotton tonight. I think some of these White Sox are going to, you know, I know they don't hit right as well as they hit lefties, but uh, look, lately Abreu's been much better. Uh, the power's been back. He's got three home runs in his last five games. And for 3700 to me, he's one of the most responsible values on the first baseboard. Is there anybody else out there for you that you look at that you think this is a guy that I want in my lineup tonight? Is it a guy like a Matt Adams for all the reasons we talked about earlier in Atlanta? 
Oh, I mean, Matt, yeah, Matt Adams is on just a, an absolutely ridiculous tear. Um, so he he's certainly a guy that's in play. Um, you know, that he's he's done so well that they're literally thinking about making Freddie Freeman play third so they can keep Adams' bat in the lineup uh, once he gets back. So, that, I mean, that's pretty telling. Um, I think Logan Morrison against Ubaldo uh, makes a ton of sense. I mean, this is a lefty-righty matchup. Uh, Morrison only 3,600. And he hasn't been hitting home runs quite at the rate he was earlier, but uh, a guy like Ubaldo can certainly fix that. Yeah, uh, Justin Bohr, by the way, 32. That's another guy, too, and you continue to go down this. Where I know the last couple of games have been quiet for Bohr, but uh, he is at home. He's got a matchup against John Lackey, who has not been good this year. So first base, I don't think a spot where you got to pay up again. First base continues to be the gift that keeps on giving in DFS this year. Lots of options there, lots of power. We like Abreu, we like Adams, we like Smoke, we like, you like Davidson more. too. You know, if you yeah, if you want another one. piece of the White Sox, and and I think that the I, like you said the the White Sox their numbers aren't as good against righties, but they are just really solid when they're when they're at home. Uh, that offense really plays well there. So um, Davidson. For 3,100, uh, considering like who else is is right around there, you got you got Duda uh, going against a lefty, I believe, or Brandon Belt uh, also against a lefty. Uh, neither of the neither of those guys really stand out to me, but but Davidson at 3,100 certainly does. And it uh, looks like over at third base side that Donaldson is going to be in the lineup today. All signs are pointing to that. And uh, at 3,800, certainly a good play for $400 more. You got Nolan Arenado against a lefty and Alex Wood. Now, Alex Wood's been terrific. But what do you like more, Arenado against lefties or Alex Wood against Arenado tonight? Man, Arenado's got, got like, the, the look in his eye right now. I've been watching a bunch of Rockies over the last week. And he when he – you know, I saw when he hit the cycle – hit for the cycle with the walk-off on Father's Day. And I saw – uh, earlier this week when he delivered the, the sort of go-ahead game-winning triple, that guy is just – I mean, he's always locked in, but this is like another level uh, that he's reached. So I don't i don't understand how he's only 4200 when he's probably producing at like a $4,700 uh, player uh, rate. And, you know, the pitcher park in, in L.A., I don't think that it, there's really a park that can hold Arenado and then, like you said, uh, lefty-righty matchup. So all of those things – are certainly playing to his favor uh, for just 4,200. And I'll tell you, as wrong as I was yesterday about Mabin, I was right about Chris Bryant, and I'm going to double down today on Chris Bryant, 3,800, another guy that there's so much value to be had here at third base. The top guys are just way undervalued. Don't even bother going down trying to screw around with some of these other fellows. I mean, just don't. Don't don't get cute with Evan Longoria. No. Don't give me Ryan Healy. No, no, no. Stop it. Just there's no <laughs> reason to because you've got Donaldson, you got Bryant, you've got even Arenado. All three of the, you know, the big guys here are all in play, all well priced, all guys that you could certainly make that argument for. Plus, you got Jake Lamb at 39 against Mark Leiter Jr. at home. In Arizona. So, I mean, there's no excuse at third base tonight. It's a fantastic look. So, no excuses. Get the pocketbook and out. Open the up people that want to get cute about it are going to point to Wilmer Flores, and they say, oh, Flores against a lefty. That's a lock. He has two home runs against lefties this year. Yeah, and, he's well, out, and he's out in San Francisco. Like, I, I just, you know. You're right. I, I think he's a guy that, that we, tend to, we tend to, like, go to him when, when we need uh, some cap relief. And it's like, oh, he's got a lefty. So, uh, might as well. But, I, I just, I'm with you there, man. Like the top tier really isn't isn't going to break the bank for you, and there's so much potential for for return on all those guys. Even even a guy like Sano, uh, you know, he's priced up at 4,200 as well. But 
I mean, can you really bet against his power right now? So, yeah, definitely pay up at, at this corner for, for tonight for sure. Yeah, guys like Flores, that's that's absolutely the right thing when you're talking about Arenado in Colorado. You got to pay 5K for him when you got, you know, big-time matchups. The other guys are in the mid-fours. But when you got guys under 4K like Bryant and Donaldson and it's just – and even Lamb, it's just stupid. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> it is because they don't have the same upside that – I mean, Flores doesn't have the same ceiling or upside that those other guys do. Flores is a nice player. But sure. Flores, you know, putting up 40-point nights is not the same thing as a Chris Bryant. All right. Over to second base, you got Daniel Murphy also down a little bit, 4,100. Jose Altuve, 4K, scope at 35. So big drop-off. You got Altuve, Murphy at the very top here. Uh, Altuve against Felix returning from injury. Certainly sounds like it could be a good play tonight. And then you got Daniel Murphy against the young kid. But let's continue to go down the line here. I know there's potential weather involved in Cleveland, but Trevor Bauer, uh, Brian Dozier, uh, I'd like to introduce mm-hmm. them tonight because I feel like Dozier is a guy that, you know, it's coming. It, you know, it's it, there was a moment there a couple of weeks ago where he was red hot two weeks ago, and now, you know, last couple of games have been a little up and down, but I still believe in Brian Dozier. I still believe that he has got great potential here tonight, and I like the potential against Trevor Bauer. I don't care that it's righty-righty. I don't care. Nope. I, I, it's Trevor Bauer. That's, that's what I keep coming back to. It, yeah, it's, it's this version. of It's, it's post-drone Trevor Bauer. Yes. It's just, just not the same. And then, you know, uh, going back to, to our classic hits here, 3,300 Robinson Cano, uh, I believe two home runs last night, including a grand slam, uh, still only 3,300. So uh, that ain't bad. I think the Mariners are sneakily uh, – a really nice stack this evening. I like them at home. I like them against Musgrove a fair bit. And then uh, D Gordon's another guy I'd consider at 3,200. I just feel like none of those Cubs pitchers are good at limiting base runners at all. Um, so this is just one of those scenarios where D Gordon gets on base and he swipes two bags and then, you know, you're pretty much set for the night from what you need out of D Gordon. So I think that he certainly has a potential to do that off a guy like John Lackey who can easily get flustered and go, go ahead and blame everybody else for running on him. Yeah. I mean, between Dozier 33, Cano 33, Gordon 32, you have no excuse here. There's nice value. You don't have to go up to the top over at shortstop, Carlos Correa, 43, Trey Turner, 42, uh, I wonder if Trey Turner will give the young kid a little bit of a, a difficult time too, if he should get on Ooh, yeah. another guy where you're saying, okay, well, you know, the, if Turner can get on, which we know is, you know, pretty good uh, lock here tonight. Uh, I think that's another one that's in play from a stolen base potential. Uh, if you continue to go down the board here at shortstop, uh, Corey Seager uh, at Getting home. Getting the respect. Getting the 4K respect finally. Finally, finally. But it's the lefty on lefty, and there you go. So now you here right. you go. Seager's been good. Uh, certainly last 30 days been crushing the ball, but the numbers against lefty still not great at 41. Eh, I don't think I can get there. I think I'd rather have a Gene Segura at 35. I think I would too. I think I'd rather, if you want to keep going, uh, further down the list, I think Didi Gregorius, the way he's been hitting for just 3000, uh, at, at home at Yankee stadium, again, against a a U Darvish that isn't quite, uh, to where he has been. Um, what do you make of Addison Russell at 2,800? He just sort of, Broke out of this season-long slump yesterday with, with four or five hits. He almost had the cycle. Um, he's facing a guy in Urania that, you know, you're not particularly afraid of. Uh, Russell, do you think he's just going to be extremely highly owned because of that price tag and then the recent performance? I don't know if it's going to be as high as we expect 
but I will say this. I think it's going to have a fair amount. And I, it's not to say that I, I actually like it. I, I, Russell was the guy I was going to bring up, basically, not just off the big game, but another spot where well, no Schwarber, no Hayward in the lineup. I wonder how much to – where did he hit in the lineup last night? I think night? he was that's, cleanup, man. Yeah, that, that was what I thought too because I came in, I think, I think I saw that, and that's exactly the reasoning for me is why 2,800, even though people are going to be on it, I love it. I think it's a terrific play, and we're talking about a guy hitting cleanup at 2,800 who does have power potential, and we forgot too, but a pretty good RBI guy. I mean, Addison Russell drove in 90, RBI, <laughs> 90 runs last year, hitting out of the good. eight hole. Right, and, and I know it was a magical year for the Cubs, but Addison Russell is a guy that when men are on base, he knows how to drive them in, and as long as Schwarber's down, as long as Hayward is, is on the DL, Addison Russell has a real opportunity here. It's a wacky lineup where you got Rizzo leading off some days. You got Russell hitting cleanup. I don't know. You know, Joe Madden's getting fancy on everybody here. But He's got I his love cool it, glasses. He's thinking about stuff. That's right. Try not to <laughs> suck. That's what we try to do here. Trying not to suck. All right. Baseball is here. And don't get stranded out on first base without a Rotowire subscription. And don't miss out on this great offer. Make your first deposit on FanDuel today, and you'll get a free six-month Rotowire subscription. So go to FanDuel.com slash Rotowire to claim it. You must be a new FanDuel user in order to be eligible. And users may only establish one account on FanDuel. That's FanDuel.com slash Rotowire on to the outfield, and we know we talked about some of the guys already here, uh, but let's let's talk about the top before we get into the stack, guys. Bryce Harper, forty eight hundred. Aaron Judge, forty three. Nelson Cruz, forty three. You know, I'm going to say this again. Aaron Judge at forty three. I know it's Darvish, but that doesn't scare me off of Aaron Judge. It doesn't scare me off of Sanchez. In fact, I like them a little bit more based on the fact that they're both a little cheaper. I'm totally with you there, man. I mean, I think the Yankees are going to scratch scratch a lot of runs across tonight. And then, you know, if Darvish doesn't get particularly deep into the game, uh, that, that Texas bullpen is pretty much garbage as well. So that, you know, that's more at bats against favorable uh, pitchers there. So, yeah, 4,300 for Judge when you have to pay, you know, 500 more for Harper. I understand that Harper against – a guy making his debut, that's going to entice a lot of people. But, yeah, Judge judge or Cruz at 43, I, I think you can't go wrong with either of those guys. And, look, at this point, too, we have to learn that offense has dominated Major League Baseball this year. So, yeah. you know, it really, the the even the best pitchers have had their moments this year. And I know Sale went on that run early on. And, you know, we've been missing some of the big-time names. Maybe that's been part of it. A lot of injuries to the even the the upper tier of the Hamels and Fernandez's and guys you can count on. Price hasn't been price yet. Price hasn't been price. You know, so right now, tie goes to offense for me. When you're Absolutely. looking at the matchup between the pitcher and the offensive player, and I think until I'm until it's proven otherwise, I think it's been established that favor the offensive player, and that's why I think that one Luis Castillo lineup is worth. <laughs> It's worth a flyer because if he goes six shutout innings or six innings and gives up two earned runs and strikes out five guys, that's a hell of a return on fifty five hundred if you can get the bats right. Marcelo totally. Zuna, and, and, yeah, go and ahead. also with the with the bats, uh, you know, the strikeouts don't really count against you, and the strikeout rate right. ha- has climbed along with the home run rate, but it doesn't burn you. So a guy, you know, a guy like uh, Jake Marisnik yesterday strikes out three times coming off the bench for George Springer, but he delivered the three run shot, and that's all you needed out of him. Marcelo Zuno over his last five games, averaging 22 points on FanDuel. Uh, got another matchup tonight against John Lackey. Ozuna's been a revelation. Uh, he has been everything that people hope for, and it hasn't gone away. 
Uh, that's a terrific buy tonight. Uh, Jose Bautista has been very quiet, very quiet lately. And as quiet as he's been, I also think that's another one that you can make that opportunity to get low ownership in a guy that at 3,800, it's right on the border, but because of the matchup tonight against the pitcher, I do like it, and I think people will be off of it because it's in Kansas City. But mm-hmm. if you want to add him to that Toronto stack that we were talking about with Donaldson, with Smoke, it, you know, could do a lot worse. Uh, let's get to some of these Texas boys. All right, you got uh, Chu, you got Gomez. Um, as you continue to go down the line to Mazzara as well. Mazzara at 35, probably the best price. And I'll tell you what, I, I think that Mazzara is my favorite one of this grouping with the lefty power against Masahiro Tanaka. Sign me up. I want it. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. I'm certain, you know, Gomez, he's still relatively fresh off the DL, I believe. And then uh, Chu, uh, he's, he's you know, way outperformed my expectations for the most part this season. And he, he also has the lefty-righty matchup here. But, uh, for you know, for 200 less, getting, getting a player that I think is just overall uh, better, covers the strike zone a little bit better, has a better swing in, in Mazzara, I, w- I would give the lean to Mazzara there as well. I got two must-owns tonight. Cameron Mabin, I'm back on there, 3,600. Yeah. I don't understand how Cameron Mabin, 3,600 again. <laughs> like I, what <laughs> I, and, and last night, he, like I said, I, I threw my hands up. I said, Severino, eh, I think this is where it ends, but it didn't. It didn't end there. He had two walks last night, a stolen base, a home run. I don't expect him to keep with the power. I really don't. It's Cameron Mabin, but I do believe that he could certainly come away with a multi-hit game tonight against Rick Porcello. I think you and I could come away with multi-hit games mm-hmm. against Rick Porcello. And the guy, $100 less than him, who has been absolutely filthy and raking, he's got a matchup, a lefty-righty favorable against Jay Happ, and that's been Lorenzo Cain, who's been outstanding Ooh. over the last couple of weeks, too, at 35. I mean, this guy's just – he's putting up points. He's hitting home runs. He's stealing bases, everything that you've been wanting to – uh, I think that's another one. You could lock those two guys up tonight. Anybody else here on the outfield uh, market here? Uh, I know Peralta probably be in play along with the other Diamondbacks, certainly popular tonight against Mark Leiter Jr. So which stack do you like more? You like you like Texas? You like Arizona? You like uh, – what was the other one we were talking about here? Yeah, Texas well, got Arizona, got Toronto. Toronto. I mean, there's a lot of ways one. you can go here. Sure. Um, I think also another one, at least as far as your outfield stacks are concerned, and these guys always hit uh, close to each other in the, in the top third of the lineup. Uh, you know, you, you opened the show uh, mentioning Jimmy Nelson's road struggles, and, and I, you know, added on to that with, with the way that SunTrust has been playing. So guys like Inciarte at 3,300 or uh, – Nick Markakis, my guy, um, down at 3,100. I think both of those guys would be in play for me for, you know, a, a you know, sort of like your uh, off-brand stack to, to go with if you wanted to go that route. And I also just love the way that Tommy Pham's been playing at 3,200 against a guy like uh, in Tyon that I think you and I both agree um, we're rooting for, but uh, we're not sure that he's quite ready to be back to – you know, what he has been uh, just yet there. So, and that's a scrappy Cardinals team. So, fam, fam, I do like a good bit. I know his recent production probably drives up his ownership a little bit. He's not quite the, the 2,800 uh, lotto ticket that he was earlier in the week, but I, I like the way that he's been playing a lot. Yeah, yeah. Look, I think this is a tougher night when you go down there. You see some names like Odubel Herrera at 27, but it's the lefty-lefty matchup there. I know we like Renfro on occasion for the home run at 2,600. That's another guy maybe you can – you know, if you're looking for a little oppo love, maybe the guys like Renfro and Odubel Herrera have a have a good night because of 
you know, there's the law of averages kind of principle there. But I, I think there's just more solid returns if you can get to that 3,500 range where we found the Mazaras and Mabins of the world where I think it's just a smarter situation for you. And that's what we try to do here. We try to keep you smart. And hopefully uh, John will enjoy his uh, Colorado time and uh, no Rockies well, well, games this weekend. So I know. I was kind of bummed when I booked the trip and I found, found that out. I really wanted to go to go check out Coors. Yeah, I've never been. I've heard it's uh, a fascinating place, a different way to watch baseball, <laughs> which is, you know, which is really interesting. You know, you don't get to, I mean, for people who have never been out there, imagine the people who've never seen a ball game except for Coors Field, you know, oh live in person. That's There's got to be a large condition. Can they go days. to Philly or something? Right. Or, or <laughs> Why are they, they so to, angry? Right. Or worse, they go to LA or some spot where they also just say, hey, how come the ball doesn't just fly everywhere? <laughs> <laughs> All right. You can follow him on Twitter at Johnny McKex. You can follow me on Twitter at JoePizzapia17. For everybody here at Rotowire, have a great night at Daily Fantasy. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.